Cosmos, top of the heat list. There's a lot you can learn from a dog. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cosmos, top of the heat list. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. What's up, what's up, Ruff Ruff? And I am Mick Michaels, and somewhere running around looking for a bowl of water is Cosmo. Yep, up in this uh, space station of ours. Up in this space station of ours. We brought in a dog. So here's what we're doing. We're doing top five lists according to Cosmo. Now keep in mind that these top five lists aren't from best to worst or worst to best. They're just top fives. You can put them in any order. We just so happen to number them. And, well, Cosmo... Got what? <laughs> All right, I'll tell him. Relax. Um, they're just put in in order of one through five. You can determine anything you want. There's a lot you can learn from a dog. That's right. All right, so tonight we're doing top five classic Kiss albums. And that's, yes. that's ones with the makeup on. Yes. All right, we're going to start from number five and work our way down to one. Is that okay with you? Yeah, bro. Cosmo, absolutely. all right with you? All right, so number five is Kiss, their debut album. Give me a little bit yes. on it. Give me a little bit on it. You can't go... I mean, listen, it's Kiss's first record. Like, what do you say? Like, I, you know, I kind of came into Kiss late because they were a little before me. Like, I was I just kind of Kiss. So I missed that coming out. Like, it had already been out when I discovered Kiss. Sure. So I can't imagine what it was like to see that for the very... I know what it was like to see it for the first time, but when I saw it, I'd already knew those songs. I had already knew who the band was. I can't imagine seeing that record for the first time and going, holy cow, who the hell are these guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's got so many of the classic Kiss songs, right? I mean, it, the Strutter's on it. So, uh, I mean, one right of there. the greatest I, Kiss songs ever. Yeah, I mean, and the ones that are still staples in their live performance, right? And again, there's a lot of talk, and even within the band, that they weren't happy with the way the album sounded at the end. It didn't really capture them. I never had a problem with the sound of the album. I still like it to this day. I mean, oh, me too. how many bands get that same capture of live and, and recorded. I mean, it's, it's a struggle. For a yeah, lot of bands, sure. it's a struggle, right? Uh, sure. But I never had a problem with that. I still think those songs were catchy. I thought that they had a lot of emotion to it. You know, it's a classic, and that's why it's on the list. I mean, it's the one that started it all, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? 100%. What does Cosmo think? Agreed. Go get the stick. Go get it. Where's the rabbit? Where's the rabbit? Okay, number four is Creatures of the Night. Now, oh. that's a classic Kiss album, though it doesn't have the original, original lineup, but it's still a classic Kiss album. Now, there may be some debate on that, as, you know, people aren't sure. Even Ace Frehley's not even sure if he actually played on the album or not. He, sometimes he says he did. Sometimes he says he didn't. Nobody knows anything. But we're going to call it, it's a classic Kiss album. Go ahead, buddy. Give us your insight. All I have to say, Creatures of the Night. Oh, that's I mean, that, that's unbelievable. I mean, listen, that... God rest his soul, Eric Carr, when he came in, the opening drum part of Creature of the Night, it's such a heavy record considering, you know, what Kiss was doing. Like, you know, War Machine and I Love It Loud and Creature of the Night. Like, it was, it just had these darker, grittier, heavier songs. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the drums and, you know, people contest that the drums made that album. 100%. For sure. I mean, also, there was a sound difference because, again, I don't know if Ace really, really played on it or just stood <laughs> around or got paid for it anyway, but there was a definite difference in sound overall, different yes. difference in sound in the guitar. It was the album that brought them back just too late, yes. in a sense, like in that makeup yeah. period, right? Yeah. Um, I Still Love You, right? That's what it's called. I Still Love You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's a dynamite song. I mean, for... A Kiss ballad, it had so much emotion. It holds up today as it did back then. I just think it was just too late in their makeup career. But it was the one that kind of gave them a little bit of a push to move into the next phase of their career. But it also was the album that showcased and shined with Eric Carr on drums, for sure. Oh, absolutely yeah i mean and it changed the whole the whole album and the next album are what 80s drummers yes used as a model moving forward yes because the sound and the playing style was way different than what we were hearing before with kids yes okay opened it up all right number three is rock and roll over go ahead buddy first of all the cover is one of the best covers of a rock album ever simple Colors were great. The idea was great. Such a great, even for merchandise, you know, yeah. just the circle oh, yeah. with the four faces, just perfect. I mean, you got ladies' room, calling Doctor Love. You got Love Him, Leave Him. I mean, Mister Speed. Speed dude, I know. Come on, Mr. Speed. You know what I mean? You got Hard Luck Woman. Oh, I mean, just God, filled yeah. again, just like the first Kiss record, just filled with classic, classic Kiss songs. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if we were to put from best to worst, in my personal opinion, Rock and Roll Over is number one. It is yeah. such a musical album, and there's so much. Even though a lot of those songs were about giving it to somebody, there was some emotion in there, and there was a hook that just got you. It was an emotional hook, even though they were talking about things that you know may have not been so like so loving and tender and care. It was more about you know getting a slice as fast as you can and moving on to the next one. And we're not talking about pizza. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, like "Hard Luck Woman," it's a phenomenal song. Even you know, even with Peter Chris singing, bum bum bum, it is a fantastic <laughs> song. It fit his voice perfectly. Oh, it's you such know? a great song. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a fantastic album. And again, there is some controversy about that too because you had some ghost guitar players on there. I know Dick Wagner played on there. There was another guitar player. I can't think of his name right now, but still, it's some good stuff. It really is. It's a fantastic album. I love the sound of it. It's still... Now, here's the thing. It's dated. You can tell it's that error. Oh, yeah. But to me, it's still timeless. It oh, ta- yeah. It takes yeah, me right sure. back, and I feel completely and utterly comfortable there. Yep, absolutely. Like, like you know what I mean? That was like the pinnacle of their popularity, that album. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah? Okay, where's the rabbit? Where's the rabbit? All right. Number... Two, Destroyer. Go ahead, pal. Give it to us. Destroyer opens up with Detroit Rock City. Oh, my God. I mean, and, and it just ends, right? You don't even need this. It gets to stop right there. <laughs> just yeah, playing yeah. it over I mean, and over again. <laughs> again, amazing album cover. Amazing. Um, you know, Detroit Rock City. I mean, it is, you know, it's just as classic as I want to rock and roll night and party every day. Like, I, it's their opening song. They've been opening with it. You know, well, they, I mean, they, there were a couple years they didn't open yeah. with it, but. It's just a great opening song. You know the riff when you hear it. 
you know, what are they? God of Thunder, of course, is on that record too. Beth. Uh, classic Gene Simmons song. Yeah. Shout It Out Loud, which is one of my oh, all-time I love, favorite I love Shout It Out songs. Loud. Shout, love it. Um, I love Flaming Youth. I think that's a yep. dynamite song. Uh, yep. King of the Nighttime World. I mean, that's yeah. a cover, but it, it's a great song. They had their only chart-topping, you know, hit with Beth. Right. As a kid, you're hearing that introduction, and that just was like, oh, my God. It's so eerie, yeah. and, and it made the song even more like, what's going on? Who are these guys? Yeah. What happened? You know, and I remember hearing the song from the back of a cereal box. Like it was you on, said that on another yeah, podcast. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was on. The, it was on the. We got to cut it out, you know. And they had the you know, on the top of the cardboard. They had that that little plastic film on it that had the grooves, and you could put it on there. And again, I, I don't remember how the fidelity was, and I didn't even know. I, I'm I can't even spell fidelity now. I couldn't spell it then. <laughs> but I was like, I'm listening to Kiss on the back of my cereal box. I mean, come yeah. on, this is this is yeah. killer. It just was a monster album. Now, when that album originally came out, there was a lot of backlash because people were like, oh, the sound's completely different. It's, it's not this. It's not that. But I don't know. Maybe I looked at it in a different perspective. But again, my older brother was heavily into Kiss. So I, as a little kid, I was like, well, if he likes it, it's got to be good. You know, you know yeah. how you're, you know, and it's still a great album. And Detroit, I can listen to Detroit Rock City over and over. Oh. Actually, I listened to it last night online. I was on YouTube. I watched the 2000... Uh, Meadowlands show where they open yeah. up with it. Paul Stanley's voice at that time was like spot on, incredible. Spot on. Oh yeah, my god! It's just, yeah, and I mean, they were all the, the the four of them back together after four years. They were just back in sync. It was great. I, I just yeah, love it. I can't. It's great song. It's it's great. It's a great record. Yeah, it's, it's a great, great record. There's no two ways about it. And number one on the list is Kiss Alive One, or just Kiss yes. Alive. Right. Frampton comes alive. Kiss came alive. Everybody was alive. Everybody came alive. Everybody came alive at that time. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. And for those that don't know, it's a double live album. And they're That's alive. Right. That's right. And the three of us being you, myself, and Cosmo, when we talked about this, we weren't sure if putting the live albums was on here, but Cosmo said, it's not really live anyway. All I'm going to say about Kiss Alive is, to me, one of the greatest recorded slash live records. I think every time I turn on, every time I listen to that record, when I get to Let Me Go Rock and Roll, it is cranked on 12 because that lead that Ace Freely does oh, yeah. makes the hair on my arm stand up. Yeah. It is just an amazing, the bass line that Simmons is playing, it's just a great song. And has Strutter again, Deuce, of course, nothing to lose, got to choose. I mean, oh, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Jane, it's, it's, Kiss Alive is perfect from start to finish. Absolutely. However, it, whether it's partially live, partially recorded, a little bit of both, none of the above, somebody else did it, it doesn't make a difference at this point. Like you said, it has all the classics right there. It was the pivotal point both for the band and for what live albums were all yes. about that was standard business when it came to a live album who wants yep. to hear an album that sounds like crap i know <laughs> right <laughs> right that changed how things were done it set the standard and it got that band on fire man and that album did what it was actually supposed to do and how many times does that actually ever even happen Right. And, you know, really, dude, like, you know, when those albums came out, whether we're talking about Unleashed in the East or 
that, you know, Frampton. I mean, I don't know anything about Frampton, but Kiss Alive. Like, we're talking about those live albums back in the day. We didn't know they went in the studio and recorded. No. You just didn't hear about that kind of stuff. Now you hear about it because everybody, you know, writing books and they want to tell the truth. But man, I don't care. Like, to yeah. me, it doesn't take anything away from no, the record. not at all. Like, like, listen, I put it in. I put it in. Kiss Alive 1, 2, even Kiss Alive 3. And Kiss Alive 3, they open up with Creatures of the Night. That was during the yeah. time. And that's a awesome opening song anyway 100 percent, i'm buying it that it's it's live yeah listen yeah i go to disneyland disney world i know there's a person in the costume (laughs) but that's mickey mouse to me man and i'm excited (laughs) i want a picture with him i want him hugging me you know you know with you bro yeah i I, you you buy into it i mean because that's just the way it works and again there's a couple honorable mentions that we had that kind of fell off the list for a variety of reasons. Kiss Alive 2, again, because that was an album. Yeah, you had I Kiss had, Alive 2. Yeah, I had listened to over and over again. And I also enjoyed the five, what was it, five songs, you know, studio songs that they did. Um, oh, all, yeah. all American Man is is oh, is incredible. in the USA. Yeah, Rock, on, yeah. That's an early Kiss throwback, and an early Kiss throwback for that time, right? Like, you know, Kiss in Time, that was kind of like that whole thing. And Rocket Ride, we used that on some of our promotions. Oh, I know. Absolutely. We, you know what I mean? Don't tell anybody. But we do because we're <laughs> we're legally allowed to use, like, I don't know, a snippet of it with the app. So. Yeah, 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, 20 oh seconds. Not even. But, you know what I mean? As long as, you know, we're not making any, any money, we're not making any money anyway. So who are we kidding? I was going to say, you also had Dynasty on yeah, your, Dynasty. On your um, Yeah, Dynasty. I personally, like, you know, Dynasty was the return of Kiss. Kiss tonight. Kiss tonight. Anyway, I I love that album. The only song I don't like is, um, and I've said this before, I don't like Dirty Living. I just I, I skip right over that. That's another musical album, but it's musical individual. To me, I always felt that that album was like either these guys had some leftover tunes from their solo album, or they had come to the table saying, "Listen, we'll do these songs, but this, I'm doing Mayan, Mayan." You know, because yeah. Ace really did all his own. It really is a musical album. Sure, no, knows something is just an amazing, uh, yeah, amazing yeah. song. All of Paul Stanley's stuff on that, to me, it was an extension of a solo album, and that's to yeah. me, that's a, yeah. and that was another one. I wasn't sure if we were allowed to throw on solo albums. Paul Stanley's would have been in that list too. So that's my honorable mentions. <laughs> Quick recap, we have at number five, we have Kiss, their debut album. Four, Creatures of the Night. Three, Rock and Roll Over. Two, Destroyer. And number one, Alive One. Additional comments? Nope. Our top five is going to be way different than anything you ever heard before. So, bear with it. (laughs) You alright, Cosmo? You got the rabbit! Congratulations! Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Cosmo's Top of the Heap List. There's a lot you can learn from a dog. Cosmo's Top of the Heap List. There's a lot you can learn from a dog.